Hey, this is Ricky Duran, and you're listening to my episode on Pop Nerd Lounge. Welcome to Pop Nerd Lounge, the show where we share the stories of creatives to inspire fellow creatives. I'm your host, Steph Pham. Joining me today is Ricky Duran, an Austin-based artist who made his mark on season 17 of The Voice. We talk about schooling versus diving headfirst into your trade, making sure creators don't undervalue themselves, and his album, Space and Time. Sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with Ricky Duran. Welcome to Popner Lounge. My guest today is Ricky Duran. Ricky, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. Where does chapter one in your musical story begin? Uh, pretty much my earliest memories were... Uh, you know, my dad playing music, he's the one who, who brought me into, uh, I guess, the music realm. He gave me the, my first guitar when I was six years old. Uh, but I just remember, you know, growing up at the family parties, he was always singing and playing piano or guitar. Um, so that's what got me started. So like from playing guitar and playing instruments in your childhood, what was there a defining moment where you're like, yes, I want to be a musician and this is all I want to do? Yeah, I think that it was actually at my uh, fourth grade talent show. I played uh, Time of Your Life by Green Day. Oh. I walked up on the stage. The guitar was like bigger than me. And I started singing. And I just loved uh, when I got off the stage. You know, I got so much. Uh, I don't know. The audience really, really liked it. And that was the moment for me that I was like, this is what I, what I want to do for the rest of my life. You attended yeah. Berkeley. And in this age where a lot of creators are at a crossroads of, you know, going to school or, or jumping right into the real world, what would you advise them based on your own personal experience? You know, I'm still going through it. I'm still, you know, trying to find my way. But, you know, for, for someone who's just starting out, I would say um, you definitely have to just follow your passion. Uh, and it, it's a tough journey, but. Um, if it's something that you love and you can't live without doing, then pursue it. Now, we all know you from The Voice. You were on season 17 and you were the runner up. First, let me ask you, what made you want to audition for the show? So uh, it's interesting. So I, I auditioned in 2012 um, and I was pressured to do it by my friend. I didn't really want to do a reality show. And he was like, let's go to New York. I'll get you your hotel. Like, just come on, let's do it. So I got to Blonde Auditions and I didn't get a chair turn. So I was in LA for like a month. Um, and then right after that, I was like, yeah, I'm never doing this again. But I moved here to Austin. I was playing a show and the guy who hired me was like, oh, my, uh, my friend's a producer on The Voice. Uh, and I can get you like in so you don't have to stand in line and do the audition process. Uh, so I said, why not? You know, it kind of fell in my lap. Um, and it turned out to be a very, uh, it was a big turning point in my career. Yeah. Along with getting coached by an established artist and, you know, having that stage experience, was the, was there something else that you carried along from the voice experience? Yeah, a lot actually. So that was the first time that I had the opportunity to play or perform on a stage of that level. And, uh, every performance is, is like, I would compare it to a, a Grammy performance. Like it was an event, you know, there were so many people behind stage making sure everything went well. And uh, they really did a good job of making you feel like a star while you're on the show. Um, so that was an experience that uh, I keep with me. And also 
uh, just things that I talked to about with Blake or like John Legend, uh, things they said to me that kind of stick with me today that uh, kind of guide me in, in the music industry. Now, there's this issue in the creative world that uh, non-creatives assume that exposure equals currency. And I want to know if you've ever experienced something to that effect where people thought, hey, you know, why don't you play a show? You know, you'll get some great exposure. You'll get, you know, out in the public eye. So has that ever happened to you? And what's your like, what's your advice to not letting creatives undervalue themselves? So that's tough. Yeah, uh, there's definitely uh, shows that do offer that kind of exposure that uh, would be beneficial regardless of the pay. But yeah, you can't undervalue yourself. So you have to set your bar high. You know what I mean? And it's tough for, uh, I think, artists to do that because we're very, most of us are very self-conscious and uh, very critical of our our own art. But um, I think at the end of the day, you have to put yourself you know, where do you want to be? Where do you want to go? And you have to put yourself to that level. So you can't undervalue your, your career, you know? Oh, absolutely. No, I totally agree. And it is a problem because I, not just, um, I, I heard it a lot through the dance community, but I also like, you know, know that it's a lot through like design and musicians as well. Like I, I see a lot of musicians, they'll jump at the chance to perform and I'm like, you can't undervalue yourself. Like, you know, how long you've been playing, you know, the kind of audience you can bring. And so, yeah, you're absolutely right. Like you can't undersell yourself, even no matter like the no matter the pay or no matter like mm-hmm. the kind of exposure they're going to guarantee, you can't undervalue yourself because what you're aiming for is to keep raising your standard or your bar, like you said. So yeah, I totally agree. <laughs> right. When was the last time that you got stumped as a songwriter? Uh, honestly, I feel like it's every day. Uh, and nothing ever, it's rare that a song comes so easily, you know, I'm always, um, working at becoming a better songwriter. And I think that most artists would say the same. Um, like just the other day I was in Nashville a few days ago and I was uh, doing a co-write with, uh, a female singer, uh, Presley that I just happened to meet out there. Um, and we were trying to figure out this song and we were just stumped and it got to a point where we're like, okay, we got to take it step back let's move on to something else so i think it happens to everybody um but yeah to the short answer every day <laughs> <laughs> but you're right i find songs that you don't force it a whole lot better than like like the creative things where because i know that people can just sit down and they can just write a bunch of songs and that's kind of how they go through their creative process they don't really have a rating system of their songs like oh this is a good song this is a bad song they just kind of continuously write but I, I honestly feel like when inspiration comes to you and you work off that, it just it becomes a whole more, I, I want to say like a, just a more enjoyable experience, I guess, whenever you, yeah. Whenever, yeah. It, it just seems more genuine. So that's my style of writing, which is why it's, it's hard for me to, uh, I hate sitting down and being like, I need to finish this right now, you know, because it feels uh, ingenuine to me sometimes, especially lyrically. It's, it's tough to force something like that, you know. Hey nerds, thank you for sticking around with us. We hope you're enjoying the episodes so far. We're always looking to improve the show, so any and all feedback you can give us is greatly appreciated. We're also constantly on the lookout for creatives to feature, so if you think you'd be perfect or know someone we should speak to, let us know. We can be reached over on our contact page at popnerdlounge.com. 
Thank you for listening and enjoy the rest of the episode. I really enjoyed your cover of Usher's You Make Me Wanna. And how do you choose the records you want to cover? Um, it's just kind of an inspiration that hits me at, the, at that moment. Um, obviously, I'm a big fan of R&B and, uh, and soul and big fan of Usher. So, I mean, I guess it just happened to be that day I was like, let's do this. It's not really planned up, you know? <laughs> Let's talk about your album, Space and Time. Was there a common thread or theme you wanted to achieve with the songs that you selected for the album? So interesting thing is uh, a lot of the songs on that record were written in the span of, I want to say, 10 years. So, you know, when I was about to put out the record, uh, it was almost like, you know, I was thinking, what is the concept for this record? And why are we going to call it space and time? And the reason I did is because space and time kind of encompasses everything. You know what I mean? And uh, every song on that record is true to my life and things that I've been through in the last 10 years. I love the song. She's like whiskey. Could you share the story behind the record? Oh, wow. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I love that song. Um, So honestly, it was it was written. Let's see. It's basically my first time that I auditioned for The Voice when I was in L.A. Um, and I wrote it about somebody that I had met out there. And uh, the vibe I was going for for that song was was kind of a Jimi Hendrix, John Mayer trio, blues, soul, you know. Um, but, yeah, that's that's the story behind there. I don't know if I want to go into detail about <laughs> this person, and uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> But speaking of blues, it's something that I noticed that was present throughout your record, whether it be like the, the guitar playing, kind of like the style or the instrument, instrumentation of the records. Was blues something that was really influential on your musical growth growing up? For sure. So blues was the first. Uh, I think blues really got me into music. So I, I discovered uh, Jimi Hendrix and then Stevie Ray Vaughan. And that was it for me. And then I just went down the rabbit hole of blues, Albert King, Freddie King, B.B. King. And I would lock myself in my room every day after school, listen to these records and uh, learn the solos verbatim, you know? Um, and I don't know what, it, I couldn't tell you what it is that inspired me so much about the blues, but uh, it's definitely a part of who I am. And uh, especially as a musician also, everything that I put out is going to have some inflection of blues. What's a musical goal that you achieved and what's one that you're hoping to achieve? Um, hmm. so I played a sold out show at Hanover theater in Worcester, Massachusetts. Uh, and this, this place is housed, uh, legends, John legend played there. And, um, that's, it's something that I'm very proud of. They, they actually gave me the key to the city. So it's my hometown, Worcester. Uh, so they came on stage, the mayor gave me the key to the city and I got to perform for my hometown for 2,300 people. Um, and that was huge for me. Uh, something that I want to achieve, I would love to get a Grammy. I would love to be uh, nominated for a Grammy. Love it. Love it. Any particular category that you would be aiming for? Album of the year? <laughs> I mean, album of the year would be incredible. But uh, no, I, nothing in particular. I'll take any, anyone they want to give me. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been most proud of about your creative journey? Hmm. Honestly, um, 
my record. So I, I think I touched on this earlier. I'm uh, very critical uh, about my work and uh, I'm very proud that I put out a record that's so honest and true to me. And there's a lot of stories on there that I, it's hard for me to even talk about, you know? Um, but yeah, I'm proud that I, I, I put it out and uh, put myself out there, you know? In an age where it's so easy to just pander to, you know, whatever is popular these days, it, it feels really refreshing to have people be authentically themselves and just put themselves out there regardless of the outcome. So mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Thank you. <laughs> What's your why for being a creative? Uh, so I think that it's not a why it just, it is like, I think that I was, I think creatives are kind of born, you know, to do, to do that. And, uh, whether I chose music or another outlet, um, I have, I need that form of expression. You know what I mean? Um, so I think it's kind of, I think it's something you're born with, honestly. Absolutely. Yeah. There, um, I was talking to another guest and they put it so greatly that like we creators, um, you know, everybody uses our five senses, but we kind of have a sixth sense as creatives. Mm-hmm. It's just something that we're born with and we just kind of have that, um, inner tuition or whatever. Um, just, and it makes us different from everybody else. And I, I, that's what I love about it being a creative is that we have a community of people that understand each other. Like we ex- express through our, you know, creative outlets, whether it be music or dance or um, performing. It's just there, there's something about it that like us as a community can understand. I feel like everybody is a little bit creative, but us especially who choose to go down this path for our occupation. There's like there's a brethren between us for sure. Right, for sure. For sure. Totally agree with you. Well, Ricky, thank you so much for sitting down and chatting with me. I had a great pleasure speaking with you. Uh, I'm going to turn the floor over to you, kind of pull a hot ones, and you can uh, tell people where to find you on social media, where they can find your music. And if you want to tease anything for the upcoming future, go right ahead. All right. Well, thank you so much for having me, first of all. Um, but yes, you can find me uh, IamRickyDuran.com. And please follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I'm on all the platforms, even TikTok. I'm not dancing too much, but I have some videos up there. Uh, I'm releasing a music video for a song called Star uh, this coming week. So look for that on YouTube. And uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy the music and please uh, order my album, Space and Time. Ricky, thank you so much for speaking with me. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Special thanks to Ricky for being this week's guest. If you want to learn more about Ricky, visit the links in the show notes. Pop Lodge is executive produced by Steph Pham and Vico. Vico serves as the creative director and Steph Pham serves as the host and editor. To learn more about Popner Lodge, visit our website at popnerlounge.com. You can follow us on all social media at Popner Lounge. That's it for this week's episode. I hope you tune in next time for another conversation with a fellow creative. I'm your host, Steph Pham.